Welcome to World Football Talk. This is your host, Ryan DiLorenzo. I'm here with El Capteon, Quentin Volpe. Quentin Volpe's in the house. What's going on? Thank you uh, for having me. Episode 2, very excited. Long-time supporter of the short-term uh, or short-lived podcast, but we got to start somewhere, so here we are. Here we are. We're going to... We've basically been breaking down... World Cup games, we're going to lead into Premier League, MLS, Bundesliga, La Liga, Serie A, League One, maybe a little League MX. I might get into some uh, some Mexican League this year. It just might happen. I, just, I, I love the, the possibilities we could go with this. We have yeah. so many different routes. Uh, I mean, I say we loosely. Um, but uh, it's exciting. Exciting times for us or for you. And, uh, I, I would say for everyone a part of this thing. Well, yeah, we've always talked about it. You've always been the, the main supporter of the idea. But it's good to finally get this started because long time coming for sure. Now now we got two mics too. Right. No, well, that's, that's, the, that's the base. That's the and base. We're good. We have the base. We're ready to get after it. So basically we wanted to start off with Argentina versus Croatia. What the hell happened to Croatia? Um, are they t- were they tired? I'll tell you what the media will say. The me- uh, media will say Messi happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I don't think that's the case. Um, it was a good game. You know, I didn't particularly think uh, Croatia had their best game. Definitely, maybe some t- uh, signs of wear. Yeah. You know, a little older squad. A lot of games in a, a short period of time. No excuses, of course. Um, Brokovic got hurt too. That was huge bro- for them. Right, yeah, Brozovic coming Brozovic. off early. Yeah, yeah. That was he's their CDM, he's their guy. Yeah, well, his stats speak for speak for itself. He, you know, covered the most ground in the World Cup, I believe, running up uh until that game. Yeah. So, what a loss that is early in the game or early yeah. second half, I think. It was a big loss for them. They lost a lot in the midfield. Um they also had to press high, which isn't really their game. Their game was pretty much all World Cup was be down a goal if you had to and kind of play a lot of defense and not have to go for the goal. Maybe have to go for the goal with 70 minutes, uh, 20 minutes left or 15 minutes left where now the other team's defense is tired because, you know, you were counterattacking. Maybe with not intentions to score, Maybe you were holding back a couple players on the wing to not press and get the goal. But they went down, what, 30 minutes in? They went down with the PK. Yeah, yeah what a PK that was. Yeah, I mean, me me and Q, we, we just don't believe that it was a PK. Um, granted, you know, VAR, whatever they want to omit. Sure, call it a PK. He did obstruct his path of moving, but... There was kind of nowhere he could have went. He went for the ball. He didn't go for the man. The goalie went for the ball. He skipped it past him. Job well done. And, you know, it wasn't going to go in the net. It was slowing down. I think it was cleared even. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So the ball is cleared from the line. Wasn't, yeah, it's a shot attempt. But the goalie really doesn't have anything else to do. And, you know, they kind of just collide. Right, that's where I think the the key term there is shot attempt. 
Yeah. And when the, when he goes to shoot, the keeper has to react in order to try to make a save. And then if the player runs into the keeper while he's trying to save the ball, I, I, I'm interested to know if there's like a, a rule about that. There, there, when he is the develop. shot taker or something. Because uh, clearly if it was somebody else who ran into the keeper when he was shooting, no way they would have called it a, a penalty. Yeah. Or I, I couldn't imagine them calling it a penalty if somebody else obstructed the keeper as he's attempting a save. Yeah. So for me, no pen. It is what it is. Um, Brozovic, big hurt. Uh, the Julian Alvarez. Um, I mean, he tripping kinda, over the ball and finding the net. It yeah. is what it is. He found the net. Granted, Julian Alvarez, beautiful. You know, do your stuff. Pep. He's one of the per- few people on Man City when Pep was asked. Pep Guardiola, for those that don't know, um, coach of Man City squad, Julian Alvarez, the uh, wonder kid who scored the goal, wonderkind who scored the goal. Um, he's Argenti- uh, Argentine. Argentinian? I believe it would be Argentine. Argentine. Uh, let us know in the comments if, if we're wrong yeah, about that. Yeah, let us know. I, you know. I don't know that stuff. But place for Man City, Pep goes, if anyone has the best chance to win the World Cup, it's Julian Alvarez. And right. he scores a goal in the semifinal. Scores two goals in the semifinal. I'm giving you a little preview right here, but he has the first goal. Um, his first goal, their second goal, Argentina's second goal. You know, it's a it's a it, it's a constant charge for the ball, so it's beautiful work by him. He gets a little lucky, but that's football, folks. That's hard work. That's hard work. You don't get those goals unless you work hard. And he's grinding out here. He's making himself known. He wasn't known. He was known a little bit this year on Man City. For those who follow the Premier League, he had some good games prior to the World Cup. I also think Pep gave him those games to boost his confidence a little bit. Good on Pep's part. But, you know, he's not a really known player. Now he's known. Now he's a Man City star. End of World Cup. Man City star that I think... Will still be for the most part on the bench, which is sad because they have Holland. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they they uh, if they go to two in the front or if they even move Alvarez wide to accommodate. But I don't. I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't think he takes over Morris's spot. But like you, like you just <clears throat> said, if they go two up front, you put Morris on the right wing. I mean, right right midfielder. You could put Phil Foden on the left, Gunagan and De Bruyne in the middle. You could play a classic four four two. Bring it back. Absolutely. I mean, with the with the Pep uh, Tiki Taka twist. Yeah, for sure. But Alvarez wounds up scoring the third goal as well, pretty late in the match. I think it was like late seventy something minute. Um, Messi just makes a beautiful move. Uh, just takes a guy to the house to the cleanings. <laughs> Put him in a washing machine. Yeah, spin cycle. Spin cycle. Yeah, extra strength. <laughs> yeah, to do that to one of the top performers in the World Cup. I mean, how many times did we see Julian? Uh, not sorry. Um, how many times did we see Josco Vardiol in the uh, social media transfer rumors? Before this game, talking about a hundred million uh, pound price tag, and then thirty-five-year-old Messi 
comes along and you know shows him he's or shows Vardiol what he's all about and shows the world that I guess he's still got it to some extent. He's still clearly got it. his stats speak for themselves. Yeah. Uh, or for for himself. What does he have? Uh, four goals right now. The World Cup. Yeah, first time ever that the uh, Golden Boot race is between teammates. That's crazy. Club teammates. They both have five goals. Mbappe's got five. Messi's got five. Alvarez has four. Alvarez has four. Giroud has four. There we go. I would love for Olivier Giroud to get a Golden Boot. Yeah, I would. I would as well. I, I mean, think it would be a, de- a de- very deserved trophy for what a uh, low-key legendary striker this guy is yeah i mean i would end it like you know thank you modridge for all the great moments you've given us as a player um it's sad that this was his last world cup and we appreciate everything that we were shown from him very fun player to watch if you ever have the time watch some luka modridge highlights on um, while he's on Real, um, while he, he he played on uh, Tottenham, yeah, Spurs, unbelievable yeah. that he he was 27 years old when he went to Madrid, and now I guess it's somehow it's been 11 years that he's been there, 38 year old, just taking it to new heights, uh, for a midfielder to reach a I guess his prime, after 33, 34, that's unheard of. Yeah. Absolutely unheard of. And I mean, he brings them to a 2018 World Cup final where they wound up losing to France, but still get there. They're a team that knows how to fight. I mean, they really, they, you know, it's also funny. They're about to play Morocco. They were in the same group. Right. This might be one of the first time ever that for third place or possibly for the final, two two teams that were in the same group made it to the semifinal. Yeah, so close to all the way. That's a great point. I wonder if we've ever seen that before. Yeah. But, um... Well, sticking with Luka Modric real quick. Talking about guys who go into the Xavi and Iniesta conversation. He's got to be up there. You know, Ballon d'Or winner. Has that on on Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, he does. Um, He doesn't have the international um, trophies. But he does have three back-to-back uh, or three in a row Champions League with Real Madrid at the heart of midfield. Yeah. Um, so for me, definitely in the uh, best midfielder of all time debate. Again, I don't I don't know if anybody could surpass Zidane, um, strictly based off highlights again. Um, but legendary. Yeah. Uh, different gravy. Different gravy. Different sauce. Sunday sauce. We're going to get some Sunday sauce today. Let me tell you, this week, we're recording today on uh, Friday, the 16th of December. Um, so we, we watched the two games, um, you know, Argentina, Croatia, Argentina makes it through. And then there's also Morocco, France, which we were kind of debating with the uh, golden boot race in the World Cup. Morocco, France, I mean... Morocco, as good as a team as they've shown to be this whole World Cup, I think they were pretty exposed. And they also didn't stick to a game plan of playing defense. Whereas, like, the whole World Cup, I guess at a certain point, you kind of have to just go for it and get the goal. But 
if your game plan throughout the whole World Cup is to play defense, play hard defense, suck the offensive units in from the opposite team, give them very minimal chances, and hit them on the counter. But even when you do hit them on the counter, your main focus is defense. So yeah, we hit them on the counter with maybe two players, but those players get stopped. We have more of our men back. So now we're playing defense again. They're in a tougher position now because, yeah, they want to attack and think they can counter, but they might play right into Morocco's feet where, hey, we're taking this now and we're going to counter again and we're only going to send two men up. But those men get stopped and then they funnel the ball back. That's kind of how they won against Portugal. Um, amazing bout by Morocco to even beat Portugal. It was absolutely amazing. Uh We'll probably we'll we'll see something like that again in future World Cups, but it's good to know that you know dynasties and and big big teams can fall. I mean, sad for Ronaldo. If you're a Ronaldo fan, um, I'm a big supporter of Ronaldo. I th- I love everything he's ever done for every team he's been on. But you know when uh your time comes to an end, you don't really have a choice. It's it's fate. It it's predetermined that. You know, we all wanted a Ronaldo-Messi matchup for this World Cup, but Morocco took it to Portugal. They couldn't get it done. Yeah, and and sticking to that Morocco, uh, I I would love to touch on the Messi-Ronaldo final possibility. But firstly, the um, Morocco versus Portugal, uh, Morocco versus France semifinal. What do you do in, in Morocco when, you know, you said clearly the the game plan was counterattack, strong defense, uh, hustle, work hard, um, organized, and then find the, the attack with one, two, three attackers on a, a quick opportunity. But what do you do when five minutes into the game you find yourself down one nothing? Do you abandon the whole game plan? Um, no. I say you can't. You can't. So you're only down a goal. So some players are probably thinking we need to attack, which some they guys did, are think. thinking stick to the game plan, and that's where the that's why um, you know even though Morocco did definitely create loads of chances, especially towards the end, um, just the the uncertainty of the game plan when the whole thing is destroyed after five minutes certainly puts you in a huge hole. I mean, going down one nothing is tough no matter what. But when your game plan is to keep a clean sheet for 70, 80, 90 minutes at least, you know, try to just focus on... I, I could imagine them saying, you know, if we take this to PKs, that's a good thing if they said that before the game. Yeah. And then... Which is loser mentality. You should never think that way. Right, but... That's what England did in if 2018. If I'm a Morocco fan, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but they had him. Like, all right, so we're going to turn on the highlights real quick. Uh, we're not going to give you guys volume, but we're just going to kind of go over what we see. Um, they did have, you know, this opening goal five minutes into the game. Uh, was that Griezmann gets off his man really well, plays a beautiful ball into Mbappe. Mbappe gets a shot on, you know, deflected off target. Then Theo Hernandez just comes in. With the spider kick, like he's in the UFC or something, and just beautifully one times it into the back of the net. Bono nowhere to be seen. I mean, he's there. He doesn't really even make a play on the ball. He puts his hands up. He kind of maybe tries to get big. Tries he tries to, to get, get big because he thinks he's gonna go high. But Theo Hernandez just beautiful. Just 
hits it to the floor, lets the uh, lets the floor do the job, the grass do the job. And then we have a Morocco shot nine minutes in. It's a, it's, it's a really good save by Hugo. I think Hugo's one of the best. Um, for France. Yeah, for France. Not for Spurs. I mean... Yeah, I mean, for Spurs <laughs> Champions League... Um, for Spurs Champions League lifeline, he's not there. And it's upsetting because Spurs should be such a good team. On paper, they're one of the best teams. Spurs on paper... You have Harry Kane, you have Hyoming Song, you have Kolovesky, Chulovesky, Kulusevsky, Kulusevsky. Sorry, guys. Um, you got Ben Decor in the middle. You have Eric Dyer, who I absolutely love. He should have played over Maguire. Shite. You're, you're crazy, mate. Shite. You're off your fucking marble sack. <laughs> you got, um. Who's their Who's their wing backs? They have some good wing backs. I'm sorry. Uh, Tottenham. Uh, uh, the wing backs are in and out. They got Sessegnon on the left, uh, kind of having more of a role this year. I think um, they played three in the back. Yeah, it's like David Davison Sanchez, Eric Dyer, um, and Toby Alderweireld. No, he's gone. Romero, he's gone. maybe. Romero. Maybe Ben Davies on the left. Ben Davies. I mean, listen, Hugo, I love Hugo. I think he's one of the best goalkeepers that we're watching right now. And he doesn't get the respect for it. Hugo Lloris. Because he's on Spurs. Because he's on Spurs. I mean. Because Spurs are bottlers. They're full of it. They're well, full of it. If you're a Spurs, dude, Harry Kane is going to retire at Spurs. He's going to say, I scored over 300 goals and I didn't win a single fucking trophy. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? No, Lloris, I mean. like we said, he he's a World Cup winner. He's going to be a World Cup finalist. And he's got no nothing to show for in his tenure at Spurs. He could, he's upwards of eight to ten seasons as their number number one at least. Yeah. And yeah. nothing to show for it. I mean... Think about the players Spurs have had. Modric, Bale... Uh, I mean, Deli Ali. Deli fuck off. I mean, yeah. I mean, even their even their best talent ever bottled, bottled. The guy couldn't. Clint Dempsey. Yeah, I uh, I think I think Dempsey was smart to leave Spurs because <laughs> he said I want a chance to play in Champions League, and then he said, you know what, I'm not gonna do it with the uh, with the Spurs team. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna go through a Champions League with Tottenham. Who'd he go to after that? Seattle. He, he, <laughs> he was like, fuck this. I'm going to go make money uh, at I, home. I'm going to go play CONCACAF Champions League. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> Good luck out there. Yeah. Legend. You don't know where I'm from, dog. <laughs> uh, it's facts, yo. It's facts. Love Clint Dempsey, though. Love Clint Dempsey. What was he? Deuce. Is that what they... Yeah. That was his nickname, the Deuce. Absolute okay. legend. I remember I remember being so hopeless when he he was the one who broke his nose, right? The first game of the World Cup. Twenty um, it was either fourteen or ten. Yeah, it was. Uh, he I, headed he headbutted someone yeah, high back kick. of the head. Oh, oh yeah, it was a high kick. I think it was a high kick. You're right. It was against Ghana. Yeah, that was twenty fourteen. Uh, no, twenty ten, twenty ten. I think I mean we had no, some decent chances right. there. I don't know when it was. I, we had some decent chances there. Listen, we, we have some Ghana, talent. John Brooks. 
It's John Brooks. It's John Brooks for the USA. The greatest American since Abraham Lincoln, they were saying. <laughs> it's facts. Legendary quote. I mean, they do. They have that game. They win 2-1. Beat Portugal. They or tie Portugal. Portugal 2-2. They let up a goal in that, the last couple oh. minutes. Nani plays a beautiful ball into Ronaldo. Ronaldo puts it in like the 90th minute. They tie that game. And then their last game was against um, Algeria. No. Well, in the group, Algeria. Yeah. And then they lost to Belgium. And then they lost to Belgium. Yeah. Was that Algeria? Was that 2010 when they lo- when they beat Algeria? Algeria was probably 2010. Oh, no. They lost to Germany 1-0 in 2014. But they still qualified because of goal differential with Portugal. Mm, right. Because Portugal lost to Germany, tied us, and then beat um, Ghana. And we beat Ghana, tied Portugal, lost to Germany. Same amount of points. But better goal differential because we only lost one nothing. I think they lost like four nothing that game. Pepe had a red card. To Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost positive. And then uh, yeah, we lost to uh, Belgium. First round. Um, Wondolowski, you yeah. are forever infamous in my heart because you missed a sitter, man. And for all those football fans that we have right now that have watched United States men's soccer for as long as you know you've been alive. You remember that. Wondolowski was maybe 10 yards from the net, gets a beautiful ball in from, I'm pretty sure, Julian Green, who who even knows where this kid is. Uh, he is in second division, Germany. Um, I, th- I think the, the team with the uh, the Clover as their, um, their Hearth, badge. Hearth or something like that. Maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway. Irrelevant, irrelevant, yeah. He... Plays him a beautiful ball. Wondolowski misses it. He scores that goal. You know who we play if we win that game? Argentina. Same thing if we beat Netherlands. We would have played Argentina. Isn't that fucking weird? Firth. Sorry. Firth or Firth. Yeah. Julian Green. Just for anybody stuck on that one. Sorry. What was the last point? Last World Cup. If we had to play Belgium. If we beat Belgium, we would have had to play Argentina. And then this year, for this World Cup, 2022, if we beat the Netherlands, we would have had to play Argentina. Which is a tough road to have to go through Messi. But maybe Argentina's not that team anymore after Messi. Right, but who knows if we have the opportunity to play them again. Hey, we get an automatic bye, baby. That's what you get for hosting. You get an automatic bye. No, automatic, automatic bid. Automatic bid, sorry. Automatic bid into the World Cup, which is pretty awesome. It's kind of like ideal to get into it. Um, yes, but why do we have to spread a World Cup across three countries and like five different time zones? <laughs> why is that necessary? Um, I think it's because, you know, we had it here once. And then we have three teams with automatic bids. Sorry. Yeah, but also we've like talked about how the they're gonna change the format of the World Cup. I don't know the what specifics, a bad but idea. probably is not the greatest idea. It should be thirty two teams, but I don't know the exact specifics of how it's gonna look coming into twenty twenty six. Obviously, we'll let you guys know as much as we can as we learn about it. Um, it's still kind of unknown from FIFA, but um. 
yeah, three automatic bids into the World Cup, Canada, USA, Mexico. But it's kind of cool because there's been World Cups only in Mexico and there's been a World Cup only in the United States. I don't think there's Canada's ever hosted a World Cup. I'm unaware. I, so, would, I would assume, no. No, they definitely haven't. So, like, it's kind of cool where it's like, all right, we're hosting it, the USA, which is dope. And, you know, I think a lot of people who right now are saying, you know, I'm not too into football, blah, blah, blah. I only like the World Cup. Trust me. If you learn about these players that we talk about on a week-to-week basis, you're going to come into this next World Cup knowing what's going on. Who, who are the maestros of the team? Who is going to determine a game or what 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 your what country has the best players from clubs and what kind of chemistry do they have it's a it's a very um give and take kind of sport where it's cool you play for your club you have one badge you play for your club and then you also play you have another badge you play for your country sometimes you're on a team like look at Leeds they have Tyler Adams and and Arison, that's pretty cool. Two Fire. Americans. Fire. I mean, think about, I mean, just similar, a little off topic. But um, Spain, 2010. Yeah. I mean, there were at least eight starters from Barcelona. Let's go through it real quick. Casillas was uh, Madrid. Then they had PK and, and uh, oh my Puyo? God. Yes. I can't believe I blanked on that. Danny PK, Alves. PK, Puyol, Danny Alves, all all Barcelona. Yeah. Left back Jordi Alba, who went to Barcelona after that, that tournament. Center mids, Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta, Barcelona. Right wing, David Silva, uh, I believe was at Man City at that point. Maybe he was still um, in, in La Liga with uh, maybe, who was it? His La Liga team. Real Sociedad? Maybe. Uh, I'm not going to hang on it. Isn't that where he's playing right now? Or center mid? No, it was Fabregas. Uh, Fabregas instead of Iniesta. And Iniesta played on the left wing. And then obviously the Fernando Torres injury um, with David Villa, who, again, would go to Barcelona after the tournament. So Hey, David Villa. La, 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 la. Hey, David Villa. La, 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 la. Yeah, I mean... We're never going to see something like that again. No. Where I mean, one club pretty much won country. the World Cup or ran an international team. Yeah. It's true. I mean, if if the English could get that done with Man City, then maybe they could bring football home for once. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If they could get... if Could you imagine if the English team... Uh, if, if seven of the English team starters were on the same club in the Prem? Yeah, they would have a dangerous squad. I d- I don't I don't know if they would ever lose. Yeah. The atmosphere behind them would be absolutely electric. I don't I don't I don't see them losing again. Well, let's, you know, let's get into it a little bit too. Um I don't want to harp too f- much on the quarterfinals with England, but when you think about it, you know, they had a tough bout um they probably should have won that game. They had a better game overall than France. And France is about to be in the World Cup. But uh, I missed that one, to be honest. I wasn't able to watch, unfortunately. I did love to see, like I said, the bottling from Harry Kane. But continue. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, France, you know, they went up 2-0. Uh, 
I'm almost positive. That was 1-1. Harry Kane pen equalized that 1-1, I believe. If I remember correctly. But that's highlights for me. Yeah, I'm not going to harp on it. But whatever, Harry Kane misses the PK. And we've talked about this last episode. Harry Kane probably shouldn't have taken that PK. They probably should have let Mason Mount or Marcus Rashford or Phil Foden was on at the time. Let one of them take the PKs, you know? Give give Harry Kane the respect of saying, hey, listen, we don't want to put you under pressure again. We're going to give it to someone else who should be able to handle that pressure. I get it, you're captain. But England ties that game. They go 2-2. They might take France in extra time. But similar, it's very similar to their game against Croatia. And... You know, they were playing for the tie against Croatia in 2018 in the World Cup semifinals. You play for the tie, you're going to lose an extra time. That's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think the more of the reason Harry Kane shouldn't have taken the second pen is that his his club teammate is in goal, in uh, Lloris. I mean, so maybe, is, yeah. Lloris, maybe Kane doesn't practice penalties against <clears throat> against Hugo Lloris. Why would he? Why would Lloris, you know, why would they spend their time doing that for Hugo Lloris? But you have to imagine he sees him take pens, um, maybe not weekly basis, but quite often, way more often than anybody else any on, other a, on a different club yeah. or any other goalkeeper. So, yeah, I understand it might be 50-50 for Kane Lloris, uh, in, in the first penalty kick where Lloris knows where he typically typically goes, but it, why would he go that way? Why? Because he knows I know he know he goes that way, mm-hmm. right? But on the second penalty, I think the odds change into Lloris's favor. Yeah, I would agree. Where Kane has to, do I do the same thing I did last time? Do I do my usual thing? Do I try something completely different? Why put him against his club teammate twice in a row? Yeah, I you think... have options on the field. I would I take anybody on the English team except for Harry Maguire to take that penalty, <laughs> the second penalty, over Harry Kane. And I said it, I like I said I missed most of the game. I wasn't paying attention to it. It was on at the bar, so the second one I was watching and I said, why are they gonna let him take it against his club teammate for a second time? It just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. And, you know, that's why um, Southgate really, you know, there's a discussion that Southgate really shouldn't be in charge of this team. And I've been hearing rumors that uh, Stevie G, Steven Gerrard, Liverpool legend, if you want to look up some highlights of Steven Gerrard, look up the slip and you'll have yourself a great day. I was just going to say, we'll go from the bottlers to the slippers. Yeah. Somebody else will, uh, you know, slip or something. What I can't say much. John Terry, yeah, two thousand eight, the another um, very famous slip. Fatal. Yeah, I mean, what a heart. Really, really, just puts one the, of my the dagger earliest, in your heart. Yeah, one of my earliest memories with Chelsea was that slip, and I remember exactly where I was. Uh, where were you? I was in in a restaurant called. Uh, I want to say it was uh, Charlie Brown's. Hooters. <laughs> it was actually after my brother's communion and we had a family party at a restaurant 
So, nah, it definitely wasn't Hooters, <laughs> even though that, that would have been goaded for sure, a communion party at yeah. Hooters. Um, <laughs> the parents just don't know. They just, heard, they just hear they have really good wings. Uh, but, yeah, the John Terry slip was uh, lives in my memory. Yeah. Uh, unreal. But <clears throat> Steven Gerrard, bro. Yeah, I mean, I if he know. coaches England... He might be the um he might he might be better for them than Southgate, especially a guy. I'm guessing Southgate had to do something with either Premier League or the English team in general. There's no way this guy never played a, a second of football, and is now the coach. I'll, I'll tell you right now. So put this laptop to use for a second time. Yeah. Um. But G- Gerard's been there. He he knows what it takes to be on a World Cup stage. He knows what it takes to, um, you know, he's never won a championship, but he's won Premier League championships, which arguably, no, he's never won a Premier League championship. He's won Champions League championships, if I'm not mistaken. Right, so that, that one against AC Milan. Yeah, he does have the Champions League. He is a part of uh, the failed golden generation. Yeah. At the international stage for England. But they also had beef. That was the problem. Everyone on this England squad... That well, that's why, that's why I believe that if you could get seven England starters on the same team, they have... I mean, think about Man City. They have probably 11 starters out of their 11 for their international side. If you could get six, seven of the English national team starters on the same team, I... Yeah. Why is the that chemistry would just be insane. Exactly. Why would you not not go for something like that? Yeah, I get English players have um, higher price tags. They're committed to a club. They might not want to leave one English club for another because of all the hate. But if you get it to work, yeah. I think that's the only way you get England to win a World Cup or a Euros um, in the present day. Because the like you said, the beef between it's too much beef. The higher end clubs in England is too much. Yeah, it's very competitive, and too that's why we love the Prem. Yeah, that's why the Prem's the Prem's the best. Even yeah. though English football is not the best because of it. Yeah, it it almost deteriorates it because it's such a competitive league, and so many players from that league are English um, natives that. Getting along on the same team is tough. You can imagine. You can imagine. Right, yeah. Imagine if, I mean, uh, for those who don't know, uh, which is probably anybody who listens to this other than our friends, um, we Suniacs, it's tough to play with. Uh, you go home and you instantly play with kids from different Suniac teams. And I remember not liking kids just because they're from Plattsburgh. Yeah. Cortland, Oneonta, whatever it is rivalry teams for club and then you go you go back home obviously a smaller scale but we're on long island and i i'm playing or i go to a new team and there's pasta and plattsburgh kids i i love them now but when i get there there's beef it's game time yeah right it's like oh yeah i remember you yeah i don't i don't particularly like you and you know, for and for, that's, my, for and that's, my boys who end up listening to this, you know who I'm yeah. talking about for sure. That I mean, that's Division Three. We're talking larger scale, professional right. people getting paid for this. Yeah. So the yeah, basically that's what ruins this English squad. But France takes them. 
And then France goes against the Moroccan side that only let up one goal, which was an own goal, the whole World Cup. Now, France's first goal, like we said, Theo Hernandez, like a spider monkey, ready at the back post to put it in. Beautiful finish. And then it wasn't until the 78th minute that they scored their second. So, Morocco was playing their game plan. You know, um, I definitely think they got a little too greedy in attack. They definitely needed a goal. But a goal will come. Focus on defense. Focus on Mbappe. Focus on your back post. Um, And that's, you know, eventually that's how they got their um, second goal, if I'm not mistaken. They, um, it was an Mbappe shot. Got deflected. Rolled to back post. And um, one of the younger French uh, wingers put it away. Yeah, Frankfurt in Germany. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. But... You know, other than that, France played an electric game. Uh, there's nothing really you could take away from this team. They they really are um, one of a kind. They are the first one of the first teams to go back to back World Cup finals, which is really unheard of. Um, one of the last teams to do it was Spain, I believe, or Brazil. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. For all those viewers that are listening right now, what you're about to watch never happens. It it the the last time a team that won the World Cup prior to the last World Cup to make it to the final, it's very rare. So France being there, um you history know, in itself. Yeah. Finishing a game two 0 uh Theo Hernandez with the first goal and then Mian Miani. Muani. Muani. Wani with the second. Um, it just goes to show that, you know, this team is primed to go. You know, they I don't think they're gonna let this affect them, this stat that oh. So let's get into it. Who do you who do you got for this World Cup final? Who do you who do you think takes it? You think if I would have prepared for anything for this and uh this podcast, uh it would have been that question. Yeah, this is the hardest question. I would like to see extra time. Yeah, let it go as long as it possibly can, for sure. You know, uh, I I think I don't think Argentina's um, let Messi roam freely on defense. I don't think that plan will work against um, the French. I think they're too strong. Yeah, but if they try to get tight to Messi and Messi just does what he just did, and he's been doing his whole career, it might get ugly. It- oh, it's gonna be a game. There's no way we see what we saw in the last World Cup final, a four-one, right? If if I'm not mistaken, I think it was three-one. I think it was a three-one win. Let's clarify that real first. So that was four-two, four-two. I don't think we see either team scoring four goals. I think there's at max two goals in the 90 minutes. Um, ideally, it's 1-1, but I think France wins it 2 nothing in regular time. Wow. Uh, I think. I'm, so you're going against Messi? Yeah. Even though I do believe if Messi wins uh, and the refereeing continues the way that it has been, I think there's some skepticism around it. Um, but yeah, actually, yeah, we skipped over the Messi-Ronaldo debate. 
or the Messi Ronaldo World Cup final possibility. Mm-hmm. So could we revisit that? Yeah, let's revisit that. I think that it was possible. Um, you know, Portugal came off a electric win against who did they beat in the first round. I want to say it was Denmark. They beat Denmark like six to one, something crazy. There was right. a lot of well, the first game Ronaldo was out. Who was that? Who played that? When um the guy from um was in an Italian league. He had yeah, a the, the Swiss. It was Portugal versus Switzerland. Switzerland, not Denmark. Six one. Six one. And who yeah. had the hat trick? Ramos, Gonzalo Ramos. And he plays for uh, I can tell you right now. Um I'm pretty sure it's a Benfica in oh. Portugal. Okay. Twenty one year old. It's awesome. Benfica also gonna make a decent run at Champions League. Keep them in your notes. You know, look at the odds. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Upcoming, who do they got? They're playing against Who cares? Messi Messi Ronaldo. Messi Ronaldo. This World Cup or like if the if the final if it'll, happened. If it'll okay, so what I want So it was there. It they were both on each side of the bracket like they needed to be. They right. each won their group stages. Um I thought it was gonna be Argentina Brazil. Uh Brazil wound up losing to Croatia, which props to Croatia for doing their job. And you know, they still make it to the final. Now whereas Portugal had to go through Morocco. And let's give all Props to Morocco. Morocco came into this World Cup with a game plan. Probably one of the favorite teams in Africa, which is basically Qatar is their backyard. So a lot of people there, I bet you were Moroccan fans. I don't really know to give you 100%. I wasn't in Qatar this year for the games, but I would imagine that a lot of people there were rooting for Morocco against Portugal. And, um, you know, it's sad to say Ronaldo has to get sat, which doesn't make sense. Um, He's one of the best forwards in the game. He's a poacher, yes, but he's clinical, so he puts the ball away. And if you don't want that, if you want a guy who can check in and out and play defense, that was kind of his problem on United. That's why kind of United released him, or they came to mutual agreements to let him go. But... You kind of had to come to a point where, you know, who puts the ball away? Ronaldo does. And you don't give him that opportunity or you sub him in, you know, with 40 minutes left in the game against Morocco. You kind of have to find your feet. You, you you know, he's not a player that can come in with that much time remaining or that little amount of time remaining and be like, yeah, okay, I can transform the game to the way I want it to play. No, now you're playing the game's tempo. Now the game's been going on for 60 minutes or... Uh, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever. You are dictated by the game. The game, you don't long, no longer dictate the game. The game dictates you. Well, he's certainly not used to that. No, he's not. And that's not his game. And I think, uh, the Portuguese coach, Gaffer, should have known that. To even put him on, you know, you know you're going to come into problems. He didn't even, you know, what did he create? Barely anything when he stepped on the pitch. So... You know, it would have been fun to see, but I don't think he was given the opportunity. There's this weird, really weird hatred going around on Ronaldo. 
And if you take the time out of your day to watch Ronaldo highlights and just see the amazing things he's done in his career, even recently, he's had goals this year with United. Uh, I could tell you off the bat, one goal against Everton. 1-0 win against Everton in Merseyside. Puts the ball beautifully on the ground right past uh, Pickford. Not a lot of people can do that. That's not an easy task. That's actually a, pr- a very difficult task to do against Pitford, uh, um, international goalie for England, uh, plays for Everton. You know, that was a big game. I remember there was a lot of hype around that game because United weren't playing well. Manchester United weren't playing well, and people were like, oh, well, what about Ronaldo? He proves the doubt is wrong. He gets the bag. He scores the goal. They win the game. And then all this criticism comes against him. And I think it's just because he's such a popular player throughout the world that, you know, it's almost cool and and funny to not like him. It's, um, what's the word? It's, no, contradictory. Yeah. Like, you, contradiction. Yeah. Like, if you like Ronaldo, it's like, oh, you just like, you know, you just, you just are all about the market and... You know, you don't you don't care about players like Luka Modric and you know, obviously I don't think like that, but I'm saying like market wise, market share wise, if you had to split split up football throughout the, the world, Ronaldo owns the market. Messi's up there because of his skill, one hundred percent. So is Mbappe. But Ronaldo throughout every social media platform, throughout just if you know screen time in general this guy does commercials all throughout the world he's known everywhere you talk about ronaldo anywhere in the world everyone knows him right but that's part of his his marketing ploy so he doesn't get the chance to do it um it would have been fun to watch a messi ronaldo final which i personally believed was going to be the final i think with ronaldo starting they tie morocco or they beat him in regular time. They tie him though, maybe, and they go into extra time. And then they have to play France. And I just think a France-Portugal matchup is a lot better than a France-Morocco matchup. Whereas Portugal has the talent to put the ball away and actually score goals. Which they've proved this World Cup. Right. Whereas Morocco really doesn't. They, I think they had two, two goals leading up to the semifinal. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough. Where's your scoring power? It was uh, Nyasare. He had a goal. And uh, Sassi. Sassi. But all respect to Morocco. They absolutely surprised everyone. Broke everyone's bracket. And they made it a very enjoyable World Cup to root for the underdog. Um, So as we move into this final, um, I I look at it like... We have Argentina. We have a team that can be broken. Saudi Arabia has proved it. They found the defensive gaps that they're weak at. They know where to play the ball to. They were, don't get me wrong, Argentina had a lot of opportunities, just did, couldn't put the ball away. I think mm-hmm. they had three goals ruled off sides on the first half as well. But I think since Argentina has been exposed, they. Teams know how to score on Argentina now. France is going to come into this game with pretty similar attacking strategy to Saudi Arabia. 
kind of find the balls down the middle channels, which they can do. Um, I think if you get a diagonal run from Mbappe or a diagonal run from Dembele across the middle of the pitch, and you could play him through, you could break that back line easily. I think I don't. I do not think France changes much. I think they are confident. Uh, wait, well, wait, wait. Actually, to be honest, you know the news today breaking about yeah. Baron. Oh really? And Up, was it Upa Meccano or Konate? They both have they both have a virus that's going around the uh, going around the the camp, the French camp. Yeah, well, Robio, which I thought was huge for France losing him, he he didn't play against Morocco, and he's one of their best center defensive middies. Right. Is I, he is he playing this game coming up? I uh, I could tell you in about ten seconds. I think I think the center backs are uh, much worse uh, of a of a loss, uh, lo- losing Varane. Who uh, I saw today is nineteen for nineteen in uh, title games, Champions League, uh, all the cups in Spain. Uh, his obvious, uh, his first World Cup win. Losing that type of presence, somebody who's been there, done that. Um, what the mind games it must play for some of the guys, some of the younger guys. Uh, especially whoever has to take his spot. I mean, listen to this France um, injury list, if you want to call it, uh, sick list, whatever you want to say. Obviously, we know uh, Luca Hernandez had that devastating injury in the beginning of the tournament. Uh, hopefully, a speedy recovery for him. Then illness, uh, Varan, Coleman, Konate, uh, and Rabiot, and then as well, Chumani being doubtful with a hip injury. But four of the guys who would be starters for you. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think it. I don't think it slows them down. Really? I don't. I think uh, the French are just that deep. That they're the guys that will step up. Uh, in center back, we have uh, what are the options here? You know, Benjamin Pavard, a, pr- a proven player. Uh, Upa Meccano will probably step back in after I think he missed a game or two um, in the World Cup. Uh, Jules Koundé, uh, he's available back from injury. Clear, Clearly proven talent. And uh, William Saliba, who's having an excellent season with Arsenal. So um, to lose those guys, devastating. Uh, but I think they have the strength in numbers to stop the Argentina counterattack because I think Argentina will be relying on counterattack mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take the opposite side. I'm going to believe that Messi gets it done. And that ends the GOAT debate. And And he will forever go down as one of the greatest players of all time. I would argue Ronaldinho a little. Um, he didn't have really the titles that Messi does and the points. But if you ever watched Ronaldinho play, my God, are you in for a joy? Right. It just makes you makes you uh, mostly our generation even it makes you love the sport. That's why we love the sport. I love the sport ah. because I watch what Ronaldinho has done with the ball at his feet. Right. And it's absolutely immaculate. Like yeah. it is so beautiful what a human being could do. And, like, I try to do it on the field. Right. I suck. I can't do that. <laughs> this guy doesn't care. He plays with, like, zero emotions. He's just having fun out there. 
But um, yeah, I think me me personally, I feel that Messi is going to get this done. Um, I think France has a banged up squad even before the World Cup. Um, oh, no yeah. Conte. Conte, Pogba, Benzema. Pogba. I mean, I heard actually, so this is fun too. Benzema might be available for the World Cup final. Did you know the only two finals, Didier Deschamps, uh, the current French coach, the two finals that he has lost with the French are the only two finals that Benzema was uh, on the roster. Wow. So when He was on the roster last year, uh, last World Cup, when they won it? He was not on the roster and they won. Yeah, he was in trouble, right? Right. He was still banned from the French team. And then they realized... Oh, Benzema, he he's he could have a chata bone or let's bring him back. <laughs> so and uh if you see anything that says he's not interested, that is talking about the Manchester United rumors. That's not talking about the French um World Cup squad, just so we clarify that. I just think cuz who would who would go to Man United? Lissandro's fucking magic. He wears a magic hat. And when he saw Old Trafford, he said, I fancy that. He didn't sign with Arsenal, probably because they're shite. He signed for Man United because they're fucking dynamite. Oh, that's who fucking signs for United. Congratulations. He's a beast. He's a good defender. Right? I think he's going to have a really good World Cup final. I think he he has a historic World Cup final. Is there a reason he didn't start in the semifinal? Was he on a yellow card or something like that? Lissandro didn't start? He did not. He was subbed on. Um, I don't know. I mean, you look at their back line. You got Otamendi and you got Romeo. And I think him and Romeo kind of go hand in hand. It's possible he was on a yellow. That's why he didn't get the time. Um, But, you know, I think he's I think he's absolutely electric. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt he's proven it this year. Um, I think when you have the skill set he has, I think players like him, um, Casemiro, uh, who's the guy on Argentina who's literally Messi's like bodyguard, uh, DePaul. Yeah, those guys they run on passion. DePaul is and a beast. Yeah, no, I think he's a donkey. You think he's a donkey? I think he's a donkey. Passion, one hundred percent. Uh, Lissandra Martinez, 100% passion, but better skilled and, uh... Donkeys carry things. That's a, you know what? Hey, <laughs> I can't argue that. They do. They carry things uphill. Through an uphill <laughs> battle. You can rely on a donkey. Yeah, you can't, you cannot rely on a donkey to finish a penalty kick. You cannot rely on a donkey to keep the ball for your team. Come on, um, Shrek! And... Uh, Argentina's going to need <laughs> Shrek, sorry. Uh Argentina's going to need a couple of midfielders that could keep the ball against the France team like this and they don't have it. That's a good point. Um so you got France winning. Um I think I I I just believe in Argentina. I don't know if it's the hype. You know, um I don't know if McAllister and and DePaul kind of hold hone in you know because france likes to play the ball out wide they do that a lot so if they're going against these two really solid midfielders they might be in in danger where
you know, we had um, uh, France's last game against, well, I, I think uh, Mbappe kind of exposed Akimi, but uh, against Kyle Walker, they had a guy who can go pace for pace with him, and he got, he didn't really have a good match. Mbappe didn't have a good match? Not against England. Right. Uh, against Morocco, he definitely did, but against England, he didn't. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, who does Argentina have at the right back? Molina. I, also, I'm not going to I'm not going to protect him. him. But if DePaul's there and DePaul has to play like almost like a wing back role, like yeah, get it get an attack, but also pay attention that you have Mbappe on your side. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a really good World Cup final. Um I'm going to predict 2-1. In Argentina. Argentina. Is that uh, with overtime? 2-1 Argentina. Regular time. Regular time. Okay, I'm going to stick to my 2-0 uh, France in regulation. Okay. And then uh, how do we feel about the third place game? I, I, For I, shits and gigs. Uh, yes, that's what I was going to say. I always feel like it's fun. this will be a fun game. Uh, I think all the players... Will be not happy to be there, but enjoy yeah. the occasion. Definitely. Um, should I? I hope to see some a clean game. I don't. I. I don't want to see refs under pressure. Um, even though yes, bronze is is cool at the World Cup. Nobody remember. I couldn't tell you the third place team in any of the World Cups that I've watched. So I. I, I just hope that it's in, enjoyable. Um, if, who do I think is a better team? I think uh, Morocco has proven to be a little bit tougher, a little bit grittier, uh, and that's tough to say against Croatia, who kind of relies on those those morals. But uh, I think that Morocco just has more legs for that type of game, and I think their players are more built for. They're that gonna type want of game. it more, because Morocco, Croatia's been there. Croatia has been in a semifinal. They've been in a final. You know, Morocco's never been there. Yes, but Croatia has uh, placed second in the World Cup before. True. So, and, and and it was majority uh, players who that who they have still in the squad. So to take a step backwards, even though it's still an incredible feat, um, I don't think the energy will be there from Croatia. I think Morocco will have all the energy. Yeah, I will also believe that. I I take Morocco. I think it's gonna. I want it to be a slugfest, but I also know that I know nothing, and I'm an idiot when it comes to predicting scores and such. Well, it will be. It, it'll be interesting because, like we said, both teams um showed that counterattacking style all tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna sit here and say right now, Morocco one nil. One. One. I think it's going to be intense. I think there's going to be gonna, a lot of opportunities. I'm going to say Morocco 4-2. Four 4-2. To two. Four to That'd be lit. Just for... Just for for a neutral. Neutral standpoint. I, I'm just going to look up what the scores have been for the third place game in recent World Cups or history of the World Cup. That's a good idea. Let's see what we have here. Do you Could you even tell me who was in the last? I mean, it had to be England and... Who did France beat? Um, no, that was Euro, the Euros. England hasn't been to a World Cup final. They went it to was, the semis. 
so they played for third place. Okay, so yeah, yeah, sorry. It had to be England versus whoever France beat. Um, shit. Couldn't tell you. I don't even remember. 2018, Croatia versus England, France versus... Who do they play? Was it a Spanish, uh, Hispanic country, South American? It wasn't Argentina. I think your mic's off. It was, sorry, it was probably European. I just found the stats for it right here. Let's hear it. Um, FIFA World Cup. Oh, boy. I need to work on this. Look up. FIFA World Cup third place um, match history. Okay, I just found it. Every third place game result in FIFA World Cup history. So let's go to a little bit more recent. 2018, Belgium 2, England 0. Wow. 14, Netherlands 3, Brazil 0. 10, Germany 3, Uruguay 2. 6, Germany 3, Portugal 1. High scoring 2002, 3-2, which is in favor of Turkey versus Korea. Uh, Yeah, 4-0 we have here, 2-1, 4-2, 3-2. I mean, I just think think we're in for a goal fest. Um, If you're a betting man. which Which goes against both of these teams' philosophies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're a betting man, you almost... Like, if I'm going to bet, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over a half. I mean, under one and a half Morocco money line. You might, you know, those are probably crazy odds. Those are probably very good odds. And you kind of, you don't lose a lot. Because if Morocco puts one in early, or even let's say it's 0-0 halftime, because they're both very defensive teams, who knows if they're going to go out and try to get a goal? Because getting third place is not it's, not... it's pretty It's pretty damn good. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's pretty nobody, damn good. If you say, oh, we placed third place in the World Cup, nobody's going to question that that is an incredible achievement. But nobody will... You know, we talk about a list of achievements. Nobody's saying, oh, uh, let's see. Germany, 2010. Who was a random midfielder in Germany? Uh, Sammy Kadira, who, uh, bad example, he won the World Cup four years later. But, um, okay, Belgium, 2018, who partnered uh, Axel Witzel, uh, Dembele, or Axel Witzel himself. Nobody's saying in a debate, oh, Axel Witzel finished third in the World Cup in 2018. It's just, it's kind of a pointless. uh, It's a fun game. Right. It's a good way to end the tournament. You deserve another game. You deserve yeah. to re- represent your country again. You deserve to fight for uh, a ranking, so to say. But like I said, if we didn't look up that list, which I, I mean, mean, we wouldn't know. I want listen. I love the World Cup. So much fun. But once it comes to an end, guess what we have to look forward to. And this has never been like this because the World Cup's always been in June, ends in July, and. You know, you still have to wait for August for the Prem. We got Prem. We got La Liga. We got Bundesliga. We got Serie A. We got League One. 
We it got Champions it, League. We got Europa League. It's exciting to see how how uh, it affects what goes on. Yeah, because because the World Cup changes things. It does. How many you know big purchases, player transfers? Yeah, we have the free agency transfer market coming up. Right. Yeah, I wonder how many players. Uh, who played at the World Cup will be uh, available for a free transfer this January. That's a that's a great um, statistic to look into. Yeah. Uh, for all those who, people who play um, Premier League fantasy football, we're going to give you stats on that too. My team, if you want to hear it, I'll give you a little spout right now. I got the best team in the league. Um, you know. It's no big deal or anything, you know. Like <laughs> you win, we win like a couple hundred bucks, but light I work. wish we played for more. Light work, light work, light work. Um, my team. This is my team. We got David Rea in the back. Brentford legend, maybe not a legend. Well, six month legend at Brentford. <laughs> he's had he's had two good years. Nah, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Did he's a he lot start, of fun to watch. Did he start for Spain? Did he? He had a game, he had a, he started this year. What what, what Raya? Raya, David R-A-Y-A. Raya. R-A-Y-A. R-A-Y-A. Spain, 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 Spain. Line up. No, Unai Simón. Yeah, no games. I don't even think he got picked for the team. But how many players have gotten better from playing in the World That's Cup? That's true. Competitive. Also on my team, Joao Cancela. East. Probably one of the best left backs, right backs in the game. Probably could play either one. Hands down. Does play either one for for City. Yeah. So, um, also we got, if you want to go in my midfield, full Foden. I got um, Miguel Amaron, the Panima legend. So good for this team. Newcastle. Let's talk about Newcastle for a second. I know I know Q once he comes back he's going to get into this. Newcastle is absolutely tearing this Premier League season apart. They they don't know how to quit. They don't know how to lose games. They 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 come out, they play the the last they haven't lost a game since August. The end of August. They lost a game away in Liverpool. And um you know, they led that game to start. Isaac with a goal. Um, they wound up losing 2-1 with a cover hall goal. Very questionable time limit-wise. How much time he was given for that goal to exceed into extra time. But, I mean, if you want, I'll go through the game. Since September, September 3rd, tied at home, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, a good team. Um, two weeks later, they had, a, they had a cancel a game. Two weeks later, September 17th. Tied at home against Bournemouth. Not ideal, but listen listen how they go after this. October 1st, after international break, they go away at Fulham. Fulham has the beast, Alexander Mitrovic. Mitro's on fire. La, 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 la. Mitro's on fire. Your defense is terrified when Mitro's on fire. Your defense is terrified when Mitro's on fire. Oh. La 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 la. But anyway, Newcastle beats Fulham four one away. Comes home the following weekend beats Brentford five one away. Following weekend after that, 
They go. They have to go play away at United. What about tie 0-0? Weekend after that, a couple of days after that, actually, have to go play Brentford at home. Win. Uh, right now, Q, I'm talking about... Um, Newcastle's New, Yeah, Newcastle's form right now. Right, phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, listen to this. They haven't lost a game since August. Their last... Um, what month are we in right now? December? Yep. So, since October. Listen to their um, record since October. Newcastle, 4-1 against Fulham, October 1st. Away. Come Your home. Your boy, Mitrovic. I, just, I was just singing his song. <laughs> um, but then they come home October 8th. Have to play Brentford at home. 5-1 win. Amazing goals from Guillermez. Uh, we had a goal from Almiron. Uh, Pinnock came on, scored a PK. And then uh, the following week, they had to play United away. They tie that game. They played amazing. Um, you know, didn't really have the opportunities, but just played very well defensively. Uh, a couple days after that, October 19th, home against Everton, win 1-0. The next weekend after that, that following Sunday, they have to go play in Tottenham, in London. They beat London. Uh, they beat Tottenham 2-1. Another goal from Almiron. And Kalman, uh, 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 Wilson. Cal- Kalman Wilson. Callum. Callum Wilson. He also had one. He had that goal. Remember him and Hugo banged into each other? Right. Ball- Hugo. Bottler. <laughs> Bottler. <laughs> for, for Spurs. Um, but the following weekend after that, they play at home. They play Ashton Villa, an Ashton Villa team that's somewhat in form, have beat some high quality teams. Um, they were on a kind of a run. They get shut out 4 0. Wilson with two goals. Almiron with another goal. I mean, Mikolo Almiron. That's why I got into this. Absolute beast. Absolute Panama, beast. Where is he from? Paraguay or Panama? Panama. Yeah, Panama legend. I mean, I could I couldn't name another Panama player to be honest. No, not off the top of my head. Also on the Premier League fantasy squad, Harry Kane, one of the top point scorers of the league, as well as Alexander Mitrovic. Um, and then honestly, I'm just waiting for Reese James to come back from his injury. It's a smart play. It's a really smart play. I think uh, Reese James comes back. He he impacts Chelsea. Dude, we were talking about it last podcast. Chelsea can make a run for Champions League. They had to play AC Milan. No, they have to play... Um, who's their first matchup against? Not sure, but uh, I'm not... Oh, it's Dortmund. Dortmund. It's Dortmund. And yeah, we were talking know, about this last podcast. You're going to have a tough time watching that one, aren't Yes, you? yeah, I do. I'm, I'm torn. Um, I think I want to see... Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you who I want to advance. Because I think my gut tells me I want to see Chelsea advance. I mean, they have the but squad what to do are, it. But what are they going to do if Kai Havertz is leading your line? <laughs> I mean, the guy has created four chances since joining Chelsea. I saw something on Twitter today. Four chances. And two of them were headers that he tried to put on goal that fell to somebody else. I mean, what are we doing? Why are we selling Timo Werner for somebody who, with this sort of output, I get the price tag that we paid for Havertz, but cut your losses, get rid of him. Get rid of him. I'll say it, you know, so it's on, 
It's documented. I hope he proves me wrong, but get rid of him. So this he shouldn't even be. He shouldn't have been at the World Cup for Germany. Yeah, to be honest, Th- this is going to be the interesting thing about the World Cup and this break between. I mean, unless you were playing, it's not a break, but you're you know you're working on your form. Um, it's really going to show whether not doing well in the World Cup leads to you not doing well in the league. Or not doing well in the World Cup leads to you exploding in the league because that's all you got now. You don't you don't have the pride for your. I mean, you have the pride for your country, but you don't have that international tournament coming up. So now it's like, well, I messed up in the international tournament. Let me get after it, in my club team. And it's exciting stuff, man. It's almost Christmas time. It's almost Boxing Day. It is Christmas time. The snow's coming down. I'm watching it fall. Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go Christmas caroling. We're going to put some content up of us Christmas caroling. It's going to be funny. It's for charity. All right, guys. The World Football Talk Charity. Yeah. If you have heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. All the proceeds will go to a a local charitable fund. Yeah. uh, Soon to be announced. I just want to drop it off at a church, to be honest with you. Love it. I'm like, can you just drop like a sack of money off at a church yeah but um skeptical if it if it makes it makes it to uh you know who we should give it to what what was the uh let's give it to a soccer organization it's not a bad idea why don't we give it to how about you guys in the comments leave us where you think we should give it to i also have a really good idea um quinton got a puppy from what was the place called? Puerto Rico. No, but what was the um, organization? <laughs> oh, she is lo- a Puerto Rican. <laughs> She's a little Latina. Uh, love of all dogs. Love Load, of all dogs. L O A D on Instagram. Maybe we give it to them. A little Christmas, Christmas spirit money Do it for donations. The pups. Do it for the pups, yeah, man. They who? could use the fun- they could use the funding. I love puppies. Who doesn't love a- who doesn't love a puppy? I- Psychopaths. That's it. There you go. Cat, cat people. <laughs> I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you one of my friends or here we go. One of my friends that I like, that's a cat person. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I couldn't name one. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> Cats over dogs. Uh, I, I don't know any of my friends. Listen, you either like dogs or you like cats and dogs. If you oh, only like funny. cats, it's like, all right. We, what are we doing know. here? Let's uh, let me let me walk away for a little bit and right. maybe you'll change your views. Right. Um, the way I see it, and the way Q obviously we have someone who thinks France is going to take it. I think Argentina is going to take it. It's going to be an amazing World Cup final. So stay tuned. We're gonna have an episode dropping on either Sunday after the game or on Monday to further discuss the results. Who do we think was the best player? Um, the results of the Golden Boot race, which is still up for grabs. Um, does Griezmann win the 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 assists? Which I think he's up there right now. He's he's in the top um, assist category. I think he has three right now. Here we go. Let's let's end it with this. Let's let's end it with a prediction of he has three. Messi has three. Wow. But go on. That uh, that is crazy. That the fact there. that Messi has three assists and five goals is is 
mind-boggling. They're not losing this game, Q. I'm sorry. Right, because I was going to say, I was going to say, let's end it with predictions of the awards. Okay. Um, Golden boot. Golden boot. Messi scoring. And Mbappe scoring. If Giroud is one behind, I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I I love me some Olivier Giroud. (laughs) So I'm going to say Olivier Giroud with two goals in the final to win it. I would love it. And he wins the World Cup for France. He wins the Golden Boot race to finish an elaborate career. Um, best player of the tournament, I think they'll give to um, Messi either way. Yeah. Uh, whether Agreed. win or lose, it's pretty obvious, especially with that assist stat being thrown into play. Even if he didn't have a good tournament uh, and Argentina made the finals, I think he would get it. Um, what other awards are there? Best goalkeeper? Uh, the Golden Glove. Golden Glove. Um, could go to Bono. Could go to Bono, but Bono. I, I think if Argentina pull out a win, uh, I think Emiliano Martinez is a favorite for all of his penalty antics. And it's very true. Uh, the press definitely has a, a role to play, so he will have that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Olivier Giroud, Golden Boot, Messi, best player. And um, doesn't assist get something? Uh, I I don't maybe uh, a title, but I don't think they get a trophy. Mm-hmm. And then you said um, Emiliano Martinez yeah. for the Golden Glove. I'm gonna go Golden Boot Messi. I think he puts one away, but this is the problem. I think he puts one away, and I think Mbappe puts one away. So they tie. So they tie. They split the Golden Boot. That's a that's a good guess. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Which would suck if anyone bets on that. Don't bet. Mm. Don't bet on the golden boot. If you're gonna bet on the golden boot, take Q advice. Take Giroud. <laughs> um, but I think uh, they tie. I think they both score. One of them is gonna be a pen for one of them. One of them is gonna be an open play. Probably a messy pen. Yeah, I think Bono. Bono. Uh, Bono. No, that was uh, Morocco. I think he wins the golden glove really yeah because if they win in my prediction against croatia if they win one nil this guy had fair fair. four shutouts one of them being against portugal right one of them being against croatia Croatia, two of them would be against croatia they played already yeah they they were in the same group stage yeah Yeah. what was the final score of that zero zero interesting yeah so i think he wins it i think it would be good um, it would be fun to give it, obviously, to a World Cup team winner. Uh, maybe Hugo. Maybe, uh, uh, what, what, what's the Martinez. Goal? Martinez. But I think if he wins it, it divvies up throughout the world. Fairness, which FIFA's all about. You corrupt lizard bastards. <laughs> but I won't even get into it. That's a, that's a, the next podcast. Yeah. Topic. Stay tuned to the next podcast. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is World Football Talk, um, brought to you by Ryan DiLorenzo and with me, Quinton Volpe. Go Brockport. Go Brockport, guys. Hey, have a great day. Happy holidays. Enjoy the World Cup. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.